Welcome to episode 10 of the Soul Led Leaders podcast. And today's episode is all about why we need to reset our lockdown response. This one is for you if you are secretly on your knees, exhausted, overwhelmed and stressed after 20 weeks of lockdown, or if you can see that there are people in your team who might be struggling and you want to know what you can do to support them. The Soul Led Leaders podcast is for corporate leaders who are making waves and changing the rules with their hearts, not just their heads. But they know that their secret 3am self-talk is getting in the way. Where others stress about the status quo, you're the action taker who drives the changes and making a difference and being a crusader is hardwired into your DNA. The Soul Led Leader podcast is here to help. Led by Claire Yosa, law changer, eight times author and international speaker, each episode is designed to help you to clear out the secret glass ceilings you never realized you'd put in your own way so that you can step up showing up with all of who you really are and reclaim your power to make the difference you know you are really here to make in the world with clarity, confidence and passion. So welcome back. Claire Yosa here. I apologize for a couple of weeks without episodes. We had a family bereavement and it's kind of hard to record an upbeat podcast episode when you're not feeling that way. So I needed to honor the fact that my family needed a bit more of my time. I hope that's okay with you and I've missed you. And today I want to talk about why we need to reset our lockdown response. So back in the dim and distant past, of March, when the UK government and governments around the world were locking down their countries, closing down the schools, getting everyone who could to work from home. We weren't even really allowed to talk to our neighbours. There was a lot of what we're calling now the blitz spirit, was, okay, we had the government using terms of war to describe how we were going to go to war with this virus, we were going to eradicate it, we were going to get rid of it. And that energy helped an awful lot of people to cope with the probably the most incredible amount of change the human race has ever had to go through in such a short period of time. The thing that's happened now is people are weary. People are fed up. We've had months of mixed messaging, of numbers starting to come down, sudden outbreaks. Nobody's quite sure what we're allowed to do and not allowed to do anymore. A lot of people are really not enjoying masks in shops, but they want to do it to protect other people. And what's happened is that initial change energy that we need to come together to support each other. We can do this. We've got this has petered out. The UK government's also announced that from the 1st of August, They want as many people as possible going back into the office, completely forgetting that a huge proportion of employees are working parents who currently have no childcare. And some people are feeling under pressure to go back in and somehow find a way. Others know they can't and they're going to continue working from home. And they're now scared that they're going to miss out. They're going to be that solitary face on a screen in the corner of the meeting room that gets ignored. We've also got lots of the people who've been furloughed coming back to work. And far from being a four month paid holiday, many of them have found it very challenging, especially if they didn't have a raft of hobbies or a large garden to enjoy it in. So We've got a really interesting set of stress-related dynamics coming back into the workplace physically or virtually. At the same time, as the adrenaline that we've used to get ourselves through this is starting to disappear, it's running out. And what I'm seeing signs of is come September, we have a perfect storm brewing. Hopefully children back at school, lots more parents coming back into the workplace, people who've been furloughed coming back into the workplace. And that's going to take a lot of energy. 
What I've seen happening over lockdown, particularly for people who've got carer responsibilities, but for everybody in general, is stress levels have been perhaps the highest they've ever been. When we're stressed, and particularly if you're juggling full-time work with childcare and homeschooling, which is what millions of parents had to do, it's very hard to perform at your best. That creates anxiety. It's been doubling the imposter syndrome rate, according to the research I've been doing. And it means that people are getting up with the sparrows, they're going to bed with the owls, fitting the kids in in between, feeling guilty about not being good enough parents and amusing their kids. And a lot of them are now juggling the children full time without the distraction of homeschooling over the summer holidays because childcare clubs and holiday clubs have been cancelled, understandably. And people have been living in the stress response for so long now that it's become what's called chronic stress. When you're in chronic stress, the body's stress response, the fight, flight, freeze, we all know it, it kicks in, your heart races, you might start to feel a bit sweaty, you might feel your face flush. We're designed to handle that for minutes. And we've been living in it for months. And when we spend months living in chronic stress, it causes something called hypervigilance. When we're stressed, the bit of the brain that's responsible for perceiving threats goes on high alert. Hypervigilance is where we're living in that state the whole time. Our adrenaline and cortisol levels never go back to their balance point. They stay elevated day in, day out. This affects sleep. It's also one of the reasons why so many people have had the memes out there on social media about is it wine o'clock yet? Is it gin o'clock yet? Because the only way that we can think of to bring those stress levels back down is through things like alcohol, which is, again, something that's going to become a real problem if people keep doing this long term. The hypervigilance is that constant lookout for what might attack me. And the threats we've been experiencing have been many and varied the news every single day, our social media feed, both with the conspiracy theories and the anti-conspiracy theories, a throwaway comment from a workmate that suddenly triggers a massive bout of self-doubt or even some imposter syndrome, being criticised by a boss having to present in a meeting. The other thing we've all got is utter Zoom fatigue. What I've been seeing with my clients and my students is so many businesses are filling people's diaries with meetings because you no longer have the barriers of having to book a room and make sure everybody can be physically present. And I've seen with some of my clients, the number of meetings they're attending has doubled because they can be there and they don't have time to get their work done between these meetings anymore. There hasn't been adequate training in how to run effective online meetings versus face-to-face and a lot of the time they're simply sitting there multitasking, half listening to the meeting, trying to look at the camera often enough that people think that they're engaged. So it's really affected communication, connection and productivity. Something else that's been really interesting this week, the Wall Street Journal published an article talking about some of the world's largest companies saying they've done a study into how remote working affected their business and they've concluded it affected innovation. It affected productivity and it affected the results that people were getting. They had projects that had been delayed. What I find really interesting about this is these companies are therefore concluding that remote working doesn't work, even though, on the other hand, a lot of employees are saying they're an awful lot more productive and effective when they don't have the interruptions of everybody else around and they're not sitting there in a room with 100 people all chatting on the phone and bashing away at keyboards. The point these companies are missing is that it's not remote working necessarily 
that's caused lack of innovation or that slowed projects down. It's the fact that their team members are people. They are human beings going through one of the biggest crises of modern times, having had the entire way we live and work turned upside down, having every aspect of life filled with fear, worry and anxiety. And when somebody's stressed or scared or worried, it diverts the blood flow from the frontal cortex of the brain to the primal part that only cares about short-term survival and firefighting. Now, the frontal part of your brain is where you do your creative thinking. So if somebody's really stressed and anxious and they've got too many Zoom meetings and they're also juggling homeschooling their children and they're worried that they haven't been able to see their their elderly parent for three months and they're concerned that they might get coronavirus and they're potentially covering some of the workload for furloughed employees because those projects didn't go away in the main, they're going to be living in that chronic stress that will affect the creativity. It will affect the innovation. Being able to innovate on a Zoom call is a different skill set to being able to do it in a room, for example. And I'm really concerned that the reports are starting to come out to dismiss homeworking and remote working because they're not looking at the root cause. Any company that expected to get through the past four months absolutely unchanged, frankly, is deluding itself. You can't take an entire population through the journey we've all been on and not have it affect people's productivity and not have it affect how projects run. And as all of this is going on in the background, what I'm seeing with so many people at the moment is they are on their knees with exhaustion, mental, physical, emotional. They have been keeping going. And what I'm seeing is going to happen in September, unless we take some pretty massive action, is what I'm calling post-lockdown burnout. The adrenaline that's kept us going through. Once things start to get a bit more back to normal, people are going back into the office, the children are back at schools. I'm seeing that those people, and it's in the main, it's women, because the research shows that they've been covering the bulk of childcare, extra housework and homeschooling, they're at risk of collapse. Adrenaline can keep us going for so long. When we no longer need that in the same levels, the body will say, right, it's downtime. It's why if you run from that saber-toothed tiger, you need to rest afterwards, yeah? And the adrenaline, the cortisol that have been flooding our bodies mean that we can't do things the body would normally do. It diverts blood flow away from things like digestion and cellular level renewal and healing. So there are huge risks that we're going to have a whole wave of people with post-lockdown burnout. Also, the coping strategies that we've used to keep going during lockdown, everything from gin o'clock through to working all the hours through to pushing ourselves through emotional, physical, mental pain barriers. They're short-term coping strategies that having done them for 20 weeks or more have actually now become ingrained habits. And we're going to keep those habits because they're now running at an unconscious level. These coping strategies to be able to handle the enormous change we've been through have become our new normal. And we need to consciously choose what we want to take with us out of lockdown and what we want to let go of. And humans are so much better at handling change than uncertainty. And it's why the start of lockdown was easier for them than the current hiatus, where a lot of people are describing to me they feel like Pinocchio being suspended just off the ground on strings, yeah? We need a big reset. 
We need to communicate so that people don't feel it's uncertainty. We need to involve them in shaping how they return to the workplace, how they want to work in future. We need to be treating our people as people. The nervous energy is running out. We need to deal with the exhaustion. People haven't been able to have the holiday they normally would have had this year to recharge their batteries. So I'm doing something to help. I'm running a course on, if you're listening to this when it comes out, on Friday this week, so Friday the 7th of August. It's a masterclass called The Big Reset. And it's about finding out why and how lockdown has got us feeling like we're on our knees and what we need to shift to be able to come out of this feeling calmer, more grounded, healthier, happier and ready to move into thriving, letting go of coping and surviving. It's my gift every year to celebrate my birthday. I gift my lovely listeners and my students and my subscribers on my newsletter a free training. And this is it this year because it's my birthday on that Saturday. So yours is my gift. You can get your place at claireyosa.com forward slash big reset. And I would love to get to share this with you. It's going to be a really positive, uplifting and hopefully very practical and inspirational 60 minutes. It's going to give you tools to help you spot for yourself and your team whether chronic stress has been getting in the way to be able to press reset on that at will every single day in just a few minutes so that you can rebuild your energy levels. You can let go of some of the trauma. Yeah, we've got complex PTSD running for a lot of people from the micro traumas every time they've watched the news for months. So you can start to let that go. So you can rebuild those calm foundations, connect with that sanctuary inside, that still point, that you point to be able to breathe out and take that deep breath back in to open up and thrive in the next phase of whatever we're going to be doing. So please go and grab your place at claireyosa.com forward slash big reset. And if you're listening to this episode on replay after the 7th of August, 2020, go to the show notes at claireyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash one zero to find out how you can still get access to this masterclass. And I'd love to hear from you. What are you seeing in people and how are you feeling? Are you full of energy? Are you secretly exhausted? Have you been pretending on the last 200 Zoom calls that everything's fine? And what could you do to turn this around? This is your take action now for today. What could you do to press a mini reset? A habit you'd like to let go of that you've picked up in lockdown or something that you could do just to give yourself a gentle, natural energy boost. And what could you do in your business to press reset to help people to recover from what they've been through over lockdown? You can let me know, drop me an email and make sure you've subscribed at soulledleaders.com. Get on my VIP list. That way you'll catch every episode. You'll know well in advance about things like the big reset and it gets you extra training and bonus resources just as a thank you for letting me into your inbox once a week. That's at soulledleaders.com. And if you love the Soul Led Leaders podcast, please pop over to iTunes and leave a lovely little review. It makes such a difference and helps other people to find the podcast too. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll be back next week with episode 11 where we're going to be talking about how to move out of forcing 
and into flowing. And why that's such an important skill set for soul-led leaders. It's how to get so much more done with so much less effort. And it feels magical when you've sussed that. I hope you have an amazing week.